Konnichiwa, and welcome to the Code of the Cardboard Samurai, a podcast all about Magic the Gathering in Japan. In this podcast, our goal will be to inform people both around and outside of Japan what is going on in the magic scene here. I'm your host, Ryan Schwenk, the Japan hobbyist out of Yokohama. And today I am joined by two people, but before we get into that, I want to introduce uh, the topic of today's show. So I've been living in Japan since about 2011, or actually 2012, sorry, 2010. I've been playing Magic in Japan since about 2011. And during my travels uh, around Japan to play Magic, I've met a lot of people in the uh, U.S. military. So in today's topic, what I would like to talk about is Magic in the military in Japan. So some of you, most of you probably already know that the U.S. military has operated in Japan for well, about 60 years now, 70 years almost now, since the uh, 1950s. Oh, I mean, yeah. Probably, you know, World War II. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Magic's been around for about 25 years. And uh, basically, I want to uh, kind of focus on how Magic has kind of come over with the uh, people in the military. So... Um, what I would like to do first is introduce my, my two guests. Uh, my first guest is Bobby Birmingham. You've heard him before. He was the uh, the tenor or the uh, virtuoso uh, of the uh, Pioneer the Delight deaf, episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just real quick, uh, just tell us a little bit more about yourself. So how long have you played um, MTG? Where have you played in the world? You know, if you've been playing it in the military, have you had a chance to play in other places? Um, how long have you served? in the military and what other places have you been stationed at outside of japan yeah so i'm bobby um i've been playing magic since 2012 at least competitively um i started playing when i was stationed in san diego i then moved to maryland and i was started i was a grinder ssg tour whatnot and then we got here to japan and i've played all over the world at this point so is this the first place first time you've played outside of the usa have you, is this the first time you've played Magic outside uh, of the USA? Have no, you played in the other places? I played in Australia. Okay. Yeah. And so. how, how long have you served? How long have you been in the, the military? Uh, ten years. Ten years. Wow. Okay. And you've been stationed outside of of uh, Japan. Where else have you been stationed before? San Diego and Maryland. Okay. Yeah. So this is like your first time stationed overseas, yep. basically. Okay. And my other uh, guest today is Austin Robinson, right? Robinson, yeah. Robinson. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I always call him Austin. I don't bother to learn your last name. No? Or they dropped it in somewhere yeah. and they forgot how to say it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, tell us a little about yourself, Austin. Uh, how long have you been playing MTG? Um, where have you played MTG in the world? How long have you served? And where have you been stationed before? So I've, I've started playing uh, right at the end of Eldritch Moon. I think my first draft was an Eldritch Moon draft, and it was the last week. So it was the first time I picked it up. Is that five years ago now, maybe? Uh, I'm not sure. It was three or four years ago, right? It was when uh, Moon was 2016, maybe? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, 16 so, sounds right. Yeah, three or four years ago. Uh, that's I, I didn't really start playing competitively. I just drafted a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never played competitively, really. I've been to a couple of GPs, but it was just for fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been stationed mostly in San Diego my whole career. We had uh, like boot camp in Chicago and then mm-hmm. training in Pensacola, Florida. But uh, I've been playing almost exclusively in San Diego uh, until I come over here. This is your uh, first time playing overseas as well. Of course, yeah, yeah. Japan's first time. And, and how long have you served in the military? Eight years. Eight years. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, 
like I said, today's topic is going to be about magic in the military in Japan. So the first question, I just want to go over some general questions about magic in the military. And I want to ask, is MTG popular in the military? I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's outside popular. of you guys. It's definitely popular. We got guys playing right now out in the other room that came over to do that chaos draft. You know, and they're all playing EDH right now, so it's definitely popular. Well, I guess as a percentage of the military population, how many people play? That's probably a, a bigger question. I know there's always going to be small groups of people, but have you met a lot of people that say they, they're they interested in magic or they've, yeah. they've played it? There's always, every ship you go to or anywhere you go, there's someone yeah. playing magic. There's always going to find someone. I, I, at most commands, I'd say it's maybe like 20%, like 10% mm-hmm. that like play regularly, mm-hmm. I'd say roughly. But like thirty to forty percent, or maybe more, like know of it or have played it before. So, yeah. so it's not difficult to find people. No. Yeah, they at least know what it is. Yeah. 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 Feel familiar with it. All right. And my second part of this question is: Why would you think it? Or why do you think it's popular? Uh, why do you think magic is popular in oh. the military? Why do twenty percent of the people play? Well, they have something to spend their money on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't. That means that they're not just drinking all the time. A lot of disposable income in the military. Yeah, tons. You know, a bunch of <laughs> a lot of times it's single people. Uh-huh. What do they have to do with their time? Uh-huh. Drink and play magic cards. Nice, nice. You know, if you're out, if you're deployed somewhere. Yeah. What are you gonna do? What, play cards. One of the big things is uh, like a, It's small, right? It doesn't take up a lot of room. Yeah. Right? Depending on how many decks or whatever you mm-hmm. want to bring, mm-hmm. you can if you're deployed on the carrier for months on end, you bring a couple decks with you. you yep. Can, or you bring a cube or whatever. You can mm-hmm. play that for. Days or weeks, the whole time you're out there. Yeah, months even, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, so next question I want to ask. Uh, why would you recommend Magic the Gathering to somebody who's serving in the military overseas? Gets you gets you out there, man. You get all, you can meet all kinds of people, have friends, have something to do that's not just like going out and partying and whatever. You know, it's like you have something stable. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like a lot of the stuff, uh, the culture in the military is like when you go out, you know, if people have free time, they go out drinking or, or partying or whatever, but... A lot of some people don't like that, so you give them something else to do mm-hmm. with their income and their free time, and they, you know, it gets a lot of some, especially in our community, what we do. A lot of people don't really leave their rooms. Yeah, they're like, yeah. very social. So, but this is something they enjoy, so it's, it's a way to get them, you know, out of their shell or. So communication, networking are two yeah. big benefits. Yeah. yeah, and also just not playing video games by yourself on all day. Yeah, yeah. the human interaction is huge, and yeah. so now you can, you know, different ranks and all that. When you're not when you're out playing cards, it's different. Any other benefits other than, you know, I mean, of course, the, the gathering is part of the name, you know, but uh, other other than, you know, meeting up with people and hanging out with people and, you know, getting involved in the communities, are there any other benefits to playing Magic in the military? There are, I know, several people that have been overseas or stationed on a ship. I know when they, before they go out, they've hit up Wizards of the Coast mm-hmm. and they've said, you know, I'm going to be on, you know, whatever carrier or whatever ship, mm-hmm. cruiser or whatever, or I'll be overseas in X country yeah. for X amount of months. We're going to miss out on XX and X, like yeah, a pre-release yeah, yeah. or some kind of product release. And they say, can we get some of that? Or would you mind supporting us while we're out there? Yeah. Wizards is more than happy to send uh, I have the, seen. the products out. They'll get welcome aboard. They'll get like the welcome decks. Mm-hmm, they'll get mm-hmm. a bunch of packs to do drafts or, or build their cubes or whatever. Or uh, they'll get a lot of extra swag, like mm-hmm. the kind of third-party products like boxes or, yeah. or stuff like that. Yeah, and nice. they're, uh, they really support that. That's a nice uh, little benefit, free free cards. Just <laughs> nev- never hurts to ask. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. If you ask, I, I don't think I've ever heard somebody say they haven't gotten anything. If yeah, and it's, super, and it's just good for morale. Something mm-hmm. to do when you're bored. Nothing yeah. to do. Well, there you go. Something. If you're stuck in the middle of the desert. You I can mean, play magic. Yeah. yeah, you don't have much internet connection. You can't really talk to your family, but... 
No, you got I, the boys out there. I'd be worried about <laughs> the water. You guys are in the Navy, right? Yeah. Is, yeah. That, is that okay to say that? Yeah. yeah. I said it now. <laughs> if, you, if, you're, if, you're, if you're on the ship, I mean, do you have to worry about problems? Uh, don't bring the cars outside. <laughs> I mean, just inside in your... Just leave you mean me. like the water on the cars or like the quality of the water? I mean, just like, <laughs> but like, but like humidity and... You know, oh, oh, no, like that's that. fine. It's temperature controlled in there. Yeah, I yeah you can kind of I keep everything... Like, you have to worry about you know, water damage. Under your uh, rack or under your bed or whatever. And you haven't any problems. Yeah, okay. there's no water on the ships. And you can lock it up so you're not going to have people like snatching anything. Yeah, yeah. There is quite a bit of that no, that goes around in the military, so you gotta, that's sad. You do have to keep yourself locked up. Yeah. People will absolutely good advice. Yeah. All right, so next question. Um, I don't know if you guys can answer this, but uh, would you say there are some branches of the military where Magic the Gathering is more popular than others? I think it's popular for all of them. Like across 20% all. across the board and I, I Air Force. The and, but I think everyone I only have, forces. I only have friends in the Air Force, and I know he's got a lot of people that he plays with over there. Um, I, can't really, I can't really say if there are my Marines. I've heard that more people in the Air Force play than like in the other branches. Really? But I'm, I don't know if that is I've, just a rumor or... I've worked with uh, Marines, Air Force, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously Navy. And there's I've, there's been Magic players for each one of them. Yeah. And then I've also been friends with Army player, or mm-hmm. Army Army guys that played Magic too. So yeah. you know, I, think, uh, I think everyone kind of plays. You get some nerds playing some cards. Mm-hmm. It's pretty universal. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it'd be uh, if they did like some kind of uh, cross service member tournaments? You know, would would a lot of people go? You think just like a? I think that'd be awesome. Like fun. A magic, it'd definitely be fun. You know, you kind so of like, flex your uh, your it's just like bragging rights, yeah. right? Like, so like if wizards decided to hold like a, a service member tournament, <laughs> oh, that'd people be awesome. from all all branches <laughs> came. Some people, you know, from the navy, and then like you know the winner gets something at the end. That'd be fun, right? I'm trying to think of who's the if best. If you could, uh, if you could swing, uh, you know. Your command letting you go to that, yeah. Then it'd be <laughs> good, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it depends. I feel like some people would miss out because they're, they're deployed or yeah. or have or a well, commitment. It wouldn't have to be a one-time thing. It could be. But yeah, yeah. that'd be great. That'd, that'd be uh, kind of cool. It, it, it'd mostly be just bragging rights, right? Yeah. Between the nerds, the, the branches, nerds. but uh, yeah, I, I would think it would be cool just to meet all the guys. I right, have one just for like you know the navy and one for the 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 you know the air force and the mm-hmm. army. And yeah. Then, and then at the end, maybe have like a little and the marines come pro players thing. Nerds yeah. There we go. Well, they've got the you know the, they've got the branches uh, like sports teams. So uh-huh. you know, there we go. It's gonna and they apparently they're working on uh, esports teams for the different mm-hmm. military mm-hmm. branches. So you know there nice. we go. Just get nice. Magic Arena is an esport. Getting you in there. Hopefully, oh, Wizards boy. is listening. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tomorrow, so, if you're out there. <laughs> so next question. Um, so if a military member and or sorry, if a Magic player slash military member is going to be stationed overseas. What do you guys recommend they bring? So, bring like you were gear, talking sorry. before, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you said you said it's easy because you can bring you know uh, boxes, just a couple boxes with you when you're being you know sent out or whatever. So, EDH, you think is good? EDH, pretty yeah, popular EDH with everybody. Before I moved out here, I didn't play any any EDH really. Yeah, and I made sure to build a you know, couple of decks, and mm-hmm. I was right. Everybody plays EDH because it's a non-rotating format. People so, leave okay. for six months, eight months, ten months at mm-hmm. a time. They can't keep up with standard. They yeah. abandoned modern and pioneer yep. and legacy. Yep. So what do they do? They play ADH. That deck doesn't go. Stays the same, you know. Oh, especially there's a lot of people over at. There's if there's more than like two people that want to play. Mm-hmm. You got to have something you can do, right? So exactly. commander's kind of the way to go. Or okay. Just casual so social formats like that. Commander number cubes. one. I think commander's pretty much a given. Yeah, as commander's number format. one. In my mind. What other ones can they prepare? Cube, cube, cube yeah. Well, not, not everybody can 
Well, I guess somebody could build their cube before they get stationed and bring it with them. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have the new cube like this guy does. Yeah. I think 100 bucks. Yeah, awesome. New cube's pretty great. It okay. Does, you know, it's not what. It, so like a 360 card, you know, cube. Good so. way to bring like a low powered cheap cube. Good way to bring. Uh, Maybe easy to understand. People, yeah, easy to understand mm-hmm. if people haven't really drafted or mm-hmm. like that before. It's a good way to get them into it. Yep. Or, yep. Teach, them, teach them the different. Uh, I don't know the, the ways you draft. Right? Yeah. Like the things you're looking for. How you go about it, and you're not wasting money on yeah, and you're not wasting money on packs. You you can keep redrafting it. Great. So, okay, these these are you know, kind of like casual formats. Is it worth it to build any constructed decks? Are are there any constructed formats you would recommend people like building a deck and bringing? Realistically, if you're a cat, I mean, if if you really want to be a a grinder and you and you have the the money and the resources. Mm And you have the time off, play whatever you want. But if you're just a casual player, I, I think picking either an internal format or EDH is the way to go. Mm-hmm. If you want to play Modern or Pioneer, go for it. Legacy is really expensive, and wherever you go, there are small pockets of people that play. But if you go overseas or something, you're going to be the one guy with a $3,000 so- deck that you can't play with anyone else. So we're kind of focusing on just playing with people internally kind of in the military, but what about outside of that? Like if, for example, if you're going to be stationed in Japan, yeah. or if you're going to be stationed in Korea, or, you know, other, mm-hmm. other places like that, I mean, what do you think would be the best format for finding events and going out and playing? Right now, I think Pioneer is probably number one. Yeah. Pioneer, I think, is hot Pioneer. bigger. Than, definitely bigger than Standard, especially... More people want to play it, you mean? Definitely more people want to play mm-hmm. it. I think just the... Like Oko fatigue, mm-hmm. people kind of have had from standard is kind of they don't really the numbers have been dwindling. Mm-hmm. Or they're small now, even if they're they're getting bigger. And pioneers like the number one. Yeah, it's also everybody. New it's new. Yeah, exactly. It's new. You can kind of there's room to like a lot of room to mm-hmm. brew and it's like kind of flex your muscles, right? Or like brewing muscles or what you want to do. So it's no. cheaper than you know, modern yeah, and legacy. Yeah. yeah. No, I know you played modern and legacy before, and you've been you've been here for like almost two years now. Has it been easy to find events for modern and legacy in Japan? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, just like modern, but legacy, I found events the week I got here. Yeah. You know, I was immediately went to Shinjitai, and I was like, boom, Friday nights, I know what to do. But so I guess if you come to Japan, um, I would say that. You can play any format you want. Any you format go, you, you want. You go to Hallelujah, and they're going to have some event there that you can play. Yeah. Uh, but if you're going to Korea, for example, I had a, uh, my friend on a couple months back talking about MTG in Korea, and he said Standard was really big. Like, everyone plays Standard there. And I'm guessing, like, a lot of the places in Asia in general are probably going to be more Standard-focused. Mm-hmm. If you go to, like, Germany, you know, like, the base over there, I'm guessing Modern, Modern Legacy, more of, like, the Eternal formats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know like the, they have the thing, right, where like people will look at Japanese lists, like tournament result lists, mm-hmm. and, like small Japanese tournaments, because they're always brewing mm-hmm. crazy decks. Like yeah. a lot, like a lot. I feel like a lot of the innovation comes out of Japan. It does. For, like standard, and that's kind of cool being here. You can kind of see it at the ground floor. Yeah. So I, I mean, I like playing standard for that because mm-hmm. uh, like, playing weird decks and I, that card? everybody's yeah. really excited when you play stuff like that. They want to mm-hmm. look at it. They want to talk to you about it. It's, yeah, it, as much as I can, right? Like not everybody can speak English. Mm-hmm. I'm not great with Japanese, but they're usually pretty excited. And they want to, and they want to talk about it, which is nice. They kind of face a defeat when they're staring down. Yeah, lightning kind of, bolts to the face. That kind of leads into the next topic. Like you said, the the language is one of the uh, difficulties here. So, what other what challenges have you encountered when you're trying to play MTG in Japan so far? 
don't know what all the cards do. And okay. that means I have to look them up on my phone. Okay. So not knowing the format or not knowing... There's sometimes there's a random uncommon or common. I'm like, I don't okay. know what that is. Standard. Or if you're pre-releases. Mm-hmm. If you can't find one of the two places in English pre-release, you're playing Japanese. That's not... That's tough. It's tough to learn those cards on the day of. And so language is definitely the biggest problem. How difficult is it, though? I mean, I know some people think it's just like impossible and there's no way you can play magic in a foreign country. It's not impossible. I, I keep really current with standard, at least. So mm-hmm. while we were, when I was playing, I didn't if they played it in Japanese or Russian or mm-hmm. whatever, I knew what the card was by the art. But it's hard. I don't always have time to keep up with all the cards like that. And, you know, there's onesies, twosies, and cards that squeak through. I don't, yeah. I don't know what they do. And it's not that big of a deal. Uh, most of them know at least, I'd say, like, magic English. Mm-hmm. Is like, I would say it like, we're going to know, like, if you say untap, upkeep, draw. Yeah, yeah. So, like, big keywords, they're going to know yeah. what you're saying. Or, like, uh, damage, like, five. Yeah, they're, they're, they, know, they know what you mean. Like, yeah. it's not it's not too difficult. Um, I'd, if you want to play magic and you're over in Japan, it's, you can do it. It's... It's not hard. It, it might be a little more work than you're used to. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. sometimes if you like go to the pre-releases or whatever, yeah. we've done no, the mi- Those are mixed. probably the, the most difficult, mm-hmm. especially yeah, with the those new are phrases. Because mi- everybody else, no, no, nobody else knows yeah. words either. So. Brand new cards, you don't know what you're doing, they don't yeah. really know what they're doing sometimes. And uh, they, they, we've done the mixed events where it's been... Oh, Japanese yeah, Eng- English. Some people have English, some people have Japanese, mm-hmm. and yeah. I have to have my phone up the whole time. Yeah. Like yeah. cards, but... That's pretty, much, that's pretty much you can expect to have... Need yeah. your phone the entire time you play. Yeah, you should def- just in definitely definitely uh, have have your phone fully charged and uh, yeah, or have something to use to, to charge it up while you're there. Uh, unless you're like a grinder and just know like every card. Yeah, yeah. So what else? What are there any other challenges? Anything else you guys have experienced that oh, yeah. just kind of been difficult for you to not not just playing Magic, but just kind of like you know, I guess not playing the events only, but also just kind of like being a Magic player. Oh yeah, easy. Uh, I'm six foot. Austin, what are you, six three? I'm six two, yeah. Six two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are significantly larger than every other store. Like, there's no room. <laughs> like, I, if you go to Haruya, it's like, oh, cool, I can't wait to be miserable. Yeah. I don't like going, like, I, I like it there, don't get me wrong, but it's, it is, it's tiny. I don't yeah. fit. Like, my knees are always hitting stuff. And yeah. Definitely some of the oh. events, uh, I went to a GP where, like, I couldn't really fit under the table yeah. in my seat. Like, my, I was, like, bumping the table up with my legs. Mm-hmm. That was, honestly, that was really uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, the, the Japanese tables have like those bars underneath yes. them for some reason, yeah. and just like trying to squeak through like yeah. the yeah. chairs are like sumimasen, sumimasen, like a big dumb. The, the Grand Prix aren't so much a problem, but definitely all of the uh, small the, shops, I think. Yeah, the stores are definitely a lot. If you're used to playing Magic in the USA, the stores are here are much smaller. Yeah, the, yeah. the experience in their stores are everything's definitely different in the store. Everything's different. Um, the pricing is very different. <laughs> Some I'm places, used to, I'm used to doing it. like, like if I do a draft right on uh-huh. Friday, you'll pay in. And if I get like third, I'll kind of get my money back or maybe a little less. Mm-hmm. Second, you get your money back a little more. And, and first, you know, like you're making a little bit of store credit or whatever, yeah. right? Uh, here, it's it's mostly... Top heavy or... It's, no, it's it's like you'll get like like a coupon uh-huh. that's good coupons. for like a month. Yeah. And you can only spend... I mean, it's, it's, it's a coupon for store credit. Store credit, yeah. So like you kind of need to use it now. Like yesterday, and, I won the yeah. In the USA, you can keep it and use it whenever. They yeah, it just goes store credit. It's like a tab or something. Yes, yeah, it goes under your name in okay. the store, and you can use it and just like accrue it. So, yeah. I mean, my big thing was I would just pay. I, I do a, a draft, 
And if I got third, cool. I just that pays for my draft next week. Yeah, yeah. But you can't really do that here. And you actually can't use you those. can't use the winnings to pay towards entry fees. Yeah, you got his own product. Yeah. I think there's some stores that maybe allow you to use it for like anything in the store. Like yesterday, Bobby came in third place at a Pioneer event. He got like twenty five bucks. Yep, twenty five hundred again. And you know you could you could use it for packs, you can use it for single cards. You end up getting a case, right? Yeah, I bought a deck box. Nice. Twenty seven hundred or twenty seven hundred yen deck box. Yeah. And I think that model is better for the store. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. definitely better for the store, and local game stores, I feel, have it hard enough as it is. But it's just kind of a shock coming over here. You're not used to that. I think there's also, like, some places are top-heavy, but some places are also kind of, they spread out spread the, the winnings. So even if you are a new player getting into Magic, you know, uh, over in Japan or wherever, or I guess in Japan, because we're talking about Japan here, uh, you can still expect to get, you know, something. For going a out pack to play. or whatever, yeah. or just for showing up and, and playing. Yeah. And playing. Going out, just going out is important, I think. Yeah. Um. So another question, second part of this question, you know, we have you have some problems here. What do you think would help you to kind of overcome some of these challenges? Uh, you know, I'm for example, sure. like the language barrier, or I the, think that's kind of on you. Yeah, it's got to be you. you either to pick up some of the basic. Yeah. Things or or you have to learn or memorize old cards. Yeah, yeah. So I go to your website and I, I look at it and go, all right, how do uh, I say double strike again? www.thejapanhobbyist.com has a <laughs> That's Japanese the to English. That's it. Uh, I'm trying to keep a running, uh, <laughs> running. Uh, what do you call a list of, of vocabulary words if you want to study? But um, how about like the size issue or? I can't get any smaller than I am. Yeah. Is it pretty much just kind of like choosing the? You know, just not going to those places anymore, or no. I mean, that's not really an option because yeah. some of the places there there aren't that many places you can go to. Yeah, and it's always like if you if you only have a time, say on a Saturday, it's like maybe this, maybe only this just store has, that, that has an event. Yeah, exactly yeah. on Saturday. So you just kind of have to get used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, just know that you're going to be kind of cramped. You got to do a lot more. Like like yeah. before, I'd kind of sit down. If, if I was like in the U.S., I'd sit down and just hang out with my friends, but I gotta get up in between matches. I gotta stretch. If you have you know. anxiety issues, would you say playing Magic in Japan is probably not a good idea? Like no, in public? I don't think or? that's wrong. I, guess, no. I mean, it's it's more work and you get a freaking killer headache. Definitely more stay friendly. hydrated, right? Because it gets super hot with yeah, all the people yeah. in there. It does get pretty warm in those places with all the people oh, in the science space. Would you say it smells better over in Japan, like at places, or is there still some stinky yeah. people? I've heard I've heard nightmare stories about back uh, in the USA. I, I think that's kind of pushed. Like it's yeah. not as bad as you think. Like I played it pretty much every store available in San Diego while yeah. I was there, and there was maybe one or two people that were like that. But they got like they got pretty much called out. Okay, like, they get brought up to the store owners or, or people just straight up tell them like, yeah. "Hey man, like, the I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Could you could you take care of this for next time?" And if they kept doing it, eventually stores and were just asking to leave. So. I mean, there's there's a couple places when I played in Nagoya that were kind of stanky. They were Where, like the smaller What was stores. that one place we went to? Um, it's down by Don, Don Quixote, and it's in, like... In Yokohama? I think so. It wasn't... No, no it, was, it was somewhere else. All I know is that me and you went in there, and it was the... St- I couldn't be in there. My eyes were watering. It smelled yeah. so bad. That was here in Japan. It was awful. I think that was in Kawasaki. Maybe it was. I think yeah. it, you know what it was. And they closed that place down. I Good, because that place was... It was Disgusting. just like random singles, like they had great all, prices there. Yeah, I mean, you could find if you, if you if you could search through that place for like twenty four hours, you still be able to look through all the boxes of singles that they had. Well, the reason no one buying singles there because it smells so bad. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Okay. So, I never really had any experiences like that. Though, right, yeah, I'm lucky. Part. All right. So next question. 
Um, you guys have been in Japan for a while now. Where would you recommend people in the military play MTG in Japan? Like, where are the best places that you, like, where have you had, like, the best experiences so far? Where would you recommend people go to if they're kind of starting out playing Magic in Japan? My house. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, besides, like, playing at your friends' houses, I think... You know, Yokohama, good place to go. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah. store-wise. Oh, Tokyo MTG and yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, I think Tokyo, Tokyo, Tokyo MTG, MTG is probably is my favorite. Place. Yeah, yeah Hallelujah's got English staff, which is nice. Uh, Tokyo MTG's Tokyo got MTG is more English yeah. staff. Yeah, pretty much yeah. everybody in Tokyo MTG can speak English. And they they also do the uh, English, English uh, pre-release packages. English pre-releases, they yeah. Have. And I think Hallelujah also does that to some extent yeah. as well. Tokyo MTG, it's definitely the best place to go to learn. Um, I mean, they're pretty much everywhere in Japan now. They've opened up stores in Osaka. They've opened up stores. I'm mean, sorry, not Tokyo MTG, but Hallelujah. Mm. They have it in Nagoya, um, a couple other places. Uh, I, if you're in Nagoya, where I lived there for six years. I liked uh, Amenity Dream. Uh, one of the guys there, you know, spoke rather uh, all right English. You could understand, you know, what I was talking about. Um, Osaka, I can't really think. I think Osaka probably just Hallelujah. There's there's places all over. Where where are the bases located? Like I know there's. Uh, I mean, you're you know, Sasebo, right? Sasebo, right? Yeah, people up in Okinawa. Yeah, Okinawa. So like, if you're in Sasebo, um, there's different bit different locations with different branches too. Like the Air Force has got some up north. I think Fukuoka probably has like a Hallelujah down there mm-hmm. that you could go to if you're in Sasebo. I have no idea. I- I don't know all the bases. Are. There's a lot yeah, of them. Yokosuka's around here. Yokota's around here. Zanon's around here. Yeah. yeah. So all you, they, all these guys are pretty lucky. They can just go to Hallelujah or Tokyo MTG. Sapporo in in Hokkaido has the Hallelujah now. Ooh, so that'd be another place that they could go to. And we do. Okay. Well, I, I, that pretty much uh, covers that topic. So the next one. Um, so aside from. Aside from uh, playing Magic, I know you guys said you love playing EDH, or a lot of people like cubing, so where should people go in Japan to get like accessories and MTG stuff? I mean, I know some people like to order online and just have it shipped over there, but like, what, what kind of stuff do you think are probably better to get in Japan? Like what kind of accessories? Or, yeah, like for example, like KMC sleeves. I know maybe they're selling it over, over in the USA now but um i mean yeah i mean if you want to buy a bunch of sleeves kmc is only like 450 yen a pop you know for 80 or whatever it is mm-hmm. it's the cheapest you're going to get for sleeves that are at a decent quality like are there any kinds of products or accessories in japan that you can't really get easily overseas for example like the character sleeves oh like weave sleeves um or like the play mats or oh, yeah, the, the weave walker play mats here I can't really say. I mean, I haven't really tried to buy anything in the U.S. for the last several years, so I don't know if they have those kind of things over there. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, if you want to go buy, they have everything here that they had in the U.S. Are there, are there any stores that you would recommend if someone needs to get deck boxes or sleeves or or who has like a good selection of, of stuff? That, Yellow Sub. Yellow Sub. Yeah. Yellow Sub in Yokohama. Definitely in Yokohama has a lot of selection there. They had... I know they had like the wizard stuff. They had yeah. ultimate guard. They had mm-hmm. what's Ooh. the big one like dragon sleeve. They had katana. Shield. They had katanas over at uh, yeah. Mint in Yokohama. Yeah, which that was the first place I've seen that had the katana sleeve. So I bought like four packs of those for eleven hundred yen each. Um, my favorite place. I don't know if you guys have been there. Uh, in Akihabara, Yellow Submarine has like a super 
arena. It's like a 180 person tournament center basically there. And it's one of the largest, it probably is the largest yellow submarine in Japan. And they have so many different types of accessories there. So I usually work uh, in Tokyo during the week and I have a briefcase. I don't have like a space to take like those huge uh, deck boxes. So they have like thin ones that you can Oh yeah, I saw. And I see those guys. You can get that. So, so that I like. Uh, I, I would recommend that place for accessories. But other than that, like you said, Yellow Sub. Any any city would probably be fine. They have it in Nagoya. They have it in Fukuoka. It's pretty much all around Japan. Yeah. I think. Um. Kind of a, one more similar question to this: Is there anything that's kind of easier to get in Japan than it is overseas? EDH staples. Yeah. Yeah. Soul rings. We. I mean, we we kind of did like a, a budget commander league. A couple months ago, we started that, mm-hmm. and uh, we kind of ran the gauntlet in Yokohama, going through all the stores, going through all the trash bins, or I wouldn't say trash bins, but bulk bins, yeah. uh, grabbing grabbing anything we could find for a good price, yeah. no matter the language, and it was definitely, I feel like I saved a lot of money doing that. If you're willing to play with Japanese cards, right? I mean, yeah. you can't say no to a soul ring at 17 Yen. Yeah. You know, I'll probably not Japanese, that much anymore, Russian. But yeah. You know, I'll give a crap. Yeah. There, yen, there are definitely yen. certain cards here that are much cheaper uh-huh. than in the U.S., and there are some that are much more expensive. Like doubling seasons. Yeah. I know what doubling season does. I know we, the art. You saw Oko the other day was what? You said it was like $80? Oh, 80, bucks yeah. for Oko. 80, 80 dollars for an Oko. There's, there's no but, way it's that much in the U.S., but. But a doubling season's yeah. 1,500 yen. You know? Doubling season's 1,500 yen is a steal. I mean, yeah, but you, we've I, got pithy needles for. Three dollars, like two two fifty each. Yeah, basically, they're really slow to kind of increase well, prices. Bulk bins. Yeah, so they don't yeah, go through a lot of the bulk it. bins, and so you can find really good deals on not only EDH stuff, but I think just in general, okay. just cards in general. If you're willing to take the time to go through the bins, if you're a Magic player and you're just looking for good deals, take take some time, take a couple hours, look through all yeah, of it. The good well, luck last time I went to MGG, you bought like a big stack of Teferi's puzzle boxes for a couple oh, yeah. dollars each, and they were selling for like. $12, 13 Nice. That was awesome. Not everybody, nice. you know, reaches into their, their bulk bins. You just got to go out and look for them. Yep, yep. So many spurs puzzle boxes. Okay, so one of the last things I want to talk about is how to get people kind of off base. Getting, you know, we're playing here today. We're playing, you know, uh, some limited. We're doing a chaos draft at Bobby's place. And, you know, we're going to be doing a, a cube afterwards. But how, what are like the pros and cons of playing on base versus off base like what kind of advantages can you get from playing you know in a store in japan rather than just only playing on on base with your friends uh i mean for playing in a store it's going to be more like a, like a tournament right it's more so, structured it's more structured here it's just, there's some kind of prizing at least so would you say like it helps your skills your oh, skill yeah. set improves your skill set playing in japan yeah and like i mean i kind of touched on it earlier where you get those kind of crazy off the wall decks mm-hmm. out of Japan, and you just being able to go out there and see those is is great. Would, I love playing against stuff like that. Would you say that like Japanese players are a pretty high level, you know, I mean, challenge or some are. I mean, I think it's the same as the U.S. There's yeah. some that I feel like are very strong, and some that I feel like uh, aren't. But that's just I feel like it's just anywhere. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. I mean, there's obviously Japanese players that are very very good at magic. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, so you can find new uh, new deck ideas. Uh, you can, uh, what do we say? You get new deck ideas. There's more structure. More I mean, structure. Kind of another another big thing of, 
my one of my big things when playing off base is whenever we go out, there's like certain things I want to do, right? So like I'm mm-hmm. not on base. So like there's places in Japan you can't get on base. Like I can't go get a kebab on base. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't go get oil noodle on base. I can't. What was the place we went to? Uh, oh, the place last night. Yeah, uh, I don't know the all you can eat. Fry your own food. I've never yeah. had that. Moment. Yeah, you go. You go see new things, right? I mean, yeah. you're over you here for three dying. years. That's probably going die. Yeah, that's probably the biggest advantage to getting. Yeah. Uh, get going off base and just playing out there. Yeah. You get to, well, of course, I we said before meeting new people. Yeah, of course. Uh, increasing your network, you might find some people that actually speak English, that can kind of you know clue you in on other cool things about the magic community in Japan. I mean, I know like the whole old school community out here in Japan. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's definitely not just English and Japanese speakers. Cool. At Tokyo MPG, we did the old school cube. Oh, dude, those guys. Speak people French. speak German, yeah. French, yeah. And people from all over the world yeah. or in Tokyo at least, at least and. You can meet people from everywhere. Going back to old school, do those guys speak English? Or? Yeah, some of them do. A, a yeah. little bit? Hey, I mean, yeah. get through. They all follow me on Twitter now. What's going on, guys? Everybody's got a little <laughs> bit of an accent, but you, it's definitely fun. Yeah. Just get out there and play with people. Um, any negatives to kind of, you know, playing off base compared to playing on base? Can we talk about the space Yeah, thing? with the spacing. Yeah. If you're a larger guy, six foot, six two, you're playing not going to have space. probably better. Playing yeah. with your friends. You're, Unless space, you go to a... Sp- Space-wise, you're not going to have space. Yeah, you're going to be uncomfortable. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, somewhat uncomfortable. But if you find a good store, there are stores that have good seatings. So. Yeah. So that won't be a problem so much. And and we also talked about earlier the pricing and the structure is kind of not where you're used to if you're coming from the U.S. Yeah. If you're not, looking to be like a spike and to like get value, you're probably going to be let down. Yeah, you're not going to get as much. Not. Yeah, you won't get as much value from your entry, but. Yeah. I don't know, it's mostly if you're just playing the game. And yeah, it's it's nice to play against people you don't play against all the time, right? Like if you're just playing with your friends all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh you kinda you get get caught in like certain play patterns or certain yep, yep. certain I don't know, thoughts, way the way you think about the game and approach the game and so it's kind nice of, to have people challenge it or like shake you up a little bit. Kinda of refreshes you a little bit, maybe like, you know, if you're in a funk or something, you don't feel like playing with your friends anymore yeah. or, or doing like the same old, same old, then you know, you go out and you play and then you get recharged. Or you see, maybe you're not too excited about a format or something, you yeah. see somebody out there playing something, yeah. and you're like, wow, that's like that's what I want to do, that's how I want to play Magic, and you're like, yeah. I can't wait to build something like that. It's, it's nice to go out there and you know get new ideas, or just get excited about Magic again. So you, get, you can learn a lot, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Alright, so is there anything else, any other advice, like general advice that you would give to MT, uh, sorry, Magic players who are serving in the military? Things that maybe... You didn't know before, but now you know. You know, you know, since you've been serving for so long. Hundred percent. If you are going on a deployment or going somewhere overseas, hit up Wizards of the Coast. Let them know what's going on. Let them know you got people that want to play. Mm-hmm. Ask them if you can get some product. I've never known them to say no. And <laughs> it, it only helps them. It's good PR for them. You yeah. get some cool stuff to play with. It's just a win-win. Definitely hit them up. Yeah. What about you, Bobby? Anything? Bring extra decks and dice. You're dice. gonna lose them. Yeah. I mean, you can buy them here. Dice is kind of expensive yeah, here, I think, right? If you're in the military, you lose... Oh, yeah, everything's expensive here. That kind of stuff. Yeah, if you're, if you're in the middle of a carrier in the ocean, you're not going to be able to buy dice, so... Bring... Having bring extra sleeves, stuff. extra mm-hmm. dice, stuff like that, probably really important. Always have a backup. There's also not a lot of room to store stuff, so like yeah. maybe some people didn't have room to bring it, so... Yeah. That could be a lifesaver. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Anything else, or are you guys Don't good? spend all your money on magic cards. Yeah. Definitely have a budget. Have a yeah. budget. Don't be like me when I first started playing and just blasting through booster box after booster box of Dragon's Maze. For all the young people here, they join the military, they get this disposable income for the first time. They don't know really what to do with it. They find a hobby, they like magic. Yeah. And they just kind of go nuts with it. 
I think that... Um, and you just got to kind of rein it in, right? Yeah. Japanese players also kind of go overboard, like all these salary men that don't have girlfriends, that are living, you know, maybe at home still or living with their parents. They go crazy buying stuff as well. You see a lot of pimped out stuff, so... That is one thing I've noticed, is a lot of people... I've noticed a lot more people over here have double sleeve. Like all... Like kind of foiled out, like kind of pimped out decks. All, all masterpieces. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really. I didn't really see much of that in the U.S., but here it's like a. I've played against a lot more double sleeve decks here than I have anywhere else. Yeah, for sure. All right, lots of bling out here. Anything else? Are you guys think we said pretty much everything you wanted to say? That's all I got. Yeah. All right. I think that covers everything. Play magic. It's fun. All right, so that's gonna do it then for today's show. We hope you've enjoyed listening about MTG in Japan, and hope you will join us next time to learn more about the comings of going, comings and goings of MTG in Asia. If you have any comments or suggestions for the show, you can find me on Twitter at yoshwenky. That's Y O S C H W E N K Y, or you can contact me through my website www sorry com. Do you guys want to leave your uh, Twitter handles or do you want to shout out to anybody before we go? Uh, I don't really have any social media but uh, one of the big places that got me started Magic was Game Empire in San Diego so shout out to Shauna and them down there. Uh, big fan of that place. Nice. How about you Bobby? Any shout outs? You know outs where or? to find me. At Yammed Up. That's it. On Twitter, right? Yep. It's yeah. me. Alright. Thanks for listening guys.